Hi, welcome to the Book of Medora podcast, the podcast where we discuss Zelda lore. I'm Crystal, and with me is Cameron. Hi. And Monica. Hello. Uh, today we're going to discuss The Legend of Zelda Four Swords, the multiplayer addition to the Link to the Past remake for the Game Boy Advance. It's a game that doesn't have a lot of lore, does it? Um, no. In fact, when you initially said we were going to do this episode, I was pretty surprised about it. I mean, it's it's the ninth canonical Zelda game. Is it canonical? Yes. Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure then. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, at least under the official canon. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's listed in the Hyrule Historia, isn't it? It is. God. Okay, yeah, that makes sense then. Yeah, this game does not have a ton of lore in it, which makes sense since it's just a multiplayer mode. Do you want to talk a little bit about the development of this game? I would love to hear about the development of this game. So, actually, before this game was started work- being worked on, they started working on the Minish Cap in 2001, shortly after the release of the Oracles games. Huh. But then Nintendo said, hey, you have to do this first. Oh. Yeah. And it came out three years later, because they had to work on this game first. That's a pretty big time gap. So they were thinking about the Minish Cap as they were developing this game. Thinking about its placement on the timeline. Yep. (laughs) How how should we start talking about the actual lore of this game? Um, Well, I think that even though we haven't had occasion to do so since at least Ocarina of Time, uh, this is one of those cases where it might be good to read from the manual just to set the tone a little bit. Okay. Because the intro to the game sort of picks up where the manual leaves off. So it it might be a good starting point. Sure. Now, do you have the manual, Crystal? Yeah, I have it open. Okay. We also actually... You want me to start? uh, Yeah, you go ahead and start. Now, you are cutting in and out here. Well, um, that's not good. That's not good at all. Okay, we're back. We're going to read the manual for Four Swords God, for the Game Boy Advance. Long ago, in the kingdom of Hyrule, there appeared a wind sorcerer named Vati. Vati could bend the wind to his will and use this awful power to terrorize many villages of Hyrule. In his assaults on the villages, Vati would kidnap any beautiful girls who caught his fancy. Many knights from the castle and other brave men set out to subdue the sorcerer and rescue the girls. But each one fell in turn to Vati's awesome power. Just as the people had begun to lose hope, a lone young boy traveling with little but a sword at his side appeared. When this boy heard what was happening, he said only, I will defeat this sorcerer. He boldly entered Vati's palace, mystically trapped the evil sorcerer inside the blade of his sword, and returned the young girls to their villages. The boy then went deep into the forest and disappeared. The villagers asked the girls how a boy so young could have saved them all, and defeated the sorcerer when no one else could. The young girls told the story of how with just a wave of his sword, the boy's body shattered into four pieces, each of which then formed a complete copy of the boy. These four young boys worked together to defeat the sorcerer. The people did not believe the story, but they called it the Four Sword nonetheless. As rumors of the blade's power to divide a person into four entities spread, the people built a shrine to protect it. Princess Zelda of the Land of Hyrule was a beautiful young girl, born with the mysterious power to sense approaching forces of evil. For this reason, she was assigned with the sacred duty of protecting the Shrine of the Four Sword and the Blade itself. One day, Zelda was in Hyrule Castle when she sensed that something unusual was happening at the Four Sword Shrine. She asked a boy named Link, whom she trusted above anyone else, to accompany her to investigate the happenings at the Shrine. And that's it. Dot dot dot. A couple questions here. Yep. First of all, who's Link? Just some asshole. Some boy. Why does the princess trust them? They're friends. I mean, they must be. Yeah. But why? We don't know. He's he's not a knight. Doesn't is he? He's he not. Have to be. Well, I mean, like Zelda's a kid, so it sort of makes sense that she would trust another kid. That would be like Link's Zelda's confidant. Okay. Sure. Like she 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 trusts him. <laughs> But that doesn't mean that she relies on him to whip the shit out of people. Okay. What I want to know is who is this mysterious first boy who shows up and then, you know, fucks off to the forest afterwards. The hero before oh, it's Link. Link, Link again? Oh, Link. It's the Minish Cap Link. No, no, no. That isn't a, in the context of just this story mode. 
Wait, that doesn't and happen it, in Minish it couldn't Cap. Be, yeah. yeah, unless the the legend was diluted. Well, it, yeah, it's a it's a loose retelling of the ending of Minish Cap. Do you make the four sword in Minish Cap? Yeah, really? you, you restore the power. I don't know. The, isn't it the the, the Picori blade becomes the four sword? Does it? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that makes a certain amount of sense, but that doesn't quite sound like what was going on in Minish Cap for a lot of reasons. The boy didn't disappear into the forest. Not exactly, but, you know. Also, uh, Vati's kind of weird in this backstory. Very, Why is uh, that? Very Saturday morning cartoonish. He's a lech. Oh. I said it. Yeah. You're not wrong. He was impressed for being a lech. It's like, yeah, they basically put him in jail for kidnapping young women all the time. Sure, yeah. Why do you think they characterized him as a wind sorcerer? Uh, well, it's probably because you can throw remote detonated bombs up his tornado. <laughs> That's his sole mechanic. Yeah, that makes that makes sense actually. Yeah, <laughs> I so they do that. So it's like they they wrote the uh, origin of him and his lore around the mechanics of the fight. Yeah, that's not, that's a Nintendo like solution. Yes. Now this is another game that was directed by Fujibayashi, right? That's correct, yes. So uh, this is another instance of Zelda having a mysterious power unto herself that has nothing to do with the Triforce. And yeah, the power to detect evil approaching. Yeah, but when they go over, this is in the introduction in the game, when they go over to the, the Four Sword and detect the seal has weakened um, and Vati's already loose, he comments that... He sends some powerful entity approaching, but is this, you know, cute girl, so he'll go and marry her. Yeah, now we're skipping ahead. Sorry, but, but this is the, the power of, of Zelda, presumably. It's just another example uh, leading up to the weird uh, power of light thing that Zelda has in Minish Cap, which later in Fujiyashi's games gets turned into Zelda as goddess. Oh, you think that's, that's the same thing? Uh, well... If it's not necessarily the same thing, it's very thematically consistent. Okay. Yeah, I can believe that the light force is actually Hylia. What's interesting is that the first... Every time you boot up the game, it gives you the opening story sequence, right? So Yes. So anytime you turn the game on, in case you've forgotten how the story goes after not playing it for two or three years, let's say... Um, you get the opening sequence of the Four Swords. And the way that it goes is that Link and Zelda enter the clearing, or it's like an, a temple that's overgrown with mosses, where the Four Swords sits enshrined. And Zelda says that she senses that the seal is weakening, and she's concerned about it. And she's going to try to figure out what can be done to re-strengthen the seal so Vati doesn't get loose. Only Vati's already loose, and he's right there. And like Monica mentioned, he says that he sensed Zelda coming from a mile away, and also she's really cute, so now he's going to marry her, and he grabs her and flies away. And then some fairies show up, and they're like, listen, you gotta take the sword. And Link goes, okay, well, I, I don't know what else I was going to do in this game. And he takes the sword and splits into four people, and... Then that, the logo comes down. Yeah, then the logo comes down. Now, there is one interesting thing about this, in that, in theory, Link could go straight to Vadi's palace and whoop his ass. I don't think you can. Huh. No, I, Can you? No, you can't. There's mechanical reasons for it, but Link himself could. The thing is that the gatekeepers, to take something like a Link to the Past or Ocarina of Time, you need to do a specific sequence of events so that you can build up the power necessary to pierce the defenses of the enemy's castle, right? But in Four Swords, the great fairies hold the keys to Vati's palace, and they won't give them to you until you prove, through finishing the uh, three elemental level packs that are in this game, that you would be able to stand the trials there. So they're withholding access. Yeah, and that's pretty different. Uh, is that really much different from, say, Skyward Sword? Um, hmm. I guess in some ways I mean, it's even not. even after you get the Master Sword, you still have to prove yourself a whole lot. Well, I mean... Over and over again. After you get the Master Sword, you have to actually make it the Master Sword, and then you have to get the entire Triforce. So it's 
and Skyward Sword, you're sort of building up an arsenal to fight the devil, but your tool set doesn't really change when you go after Vadi. Hmm. And you're good to go. You just have to convince the great fairies to give you the keys to get into Vati's house. And I don't know why they have the keys to Vati's house. Well, it's, you know, he showed up and then there's a house somewhere he took over, so... Just this big fucking wind tower was just already there? <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, you know, the keys are somewhere else. And the fairies have them. Yes. Okay. He never had the keys to begin with. He took over a house. Oh. Oh, so it's like he took the fairy's house. I, I guess. And they're like, listen, we're not letting you into our house unless we know that you can beat this guy up without wrecking the place. You wreck the place, though. You do wreck the place. You fucked up. So what happens next? What do you mean, what happens <laughs> next? We've told you pretty much the entire story. Okay, what happens next? Oh, is that it? You, you, what was you the name of the three Vati and the four sword. What, what what is the name of the of the three areas? Let me see if these are listed in the manual. Uh, okay, yeah, the uh, the there is the chambers of insight, which is a practice stage for first time players. There is the Talus cave, which is water aligned for whatever reason, uh, and it's full of ice. There is Death Mountain and the Sea of Trees. Now, the Talus Cave, Death Mountain, and the Sea of Trees are all presided over by a different great fairy, which I'm assuming are aligned with the elements of the Triforce goddesses. That being power, wisdom, and courage, not fire, water, and forest. Um, mm -hmm. And after you prove your bravery and complete these trials, which include fighting monsters with no... Like, these... It's interesting that there's more reason for these stages to exist and be what they are in canon than there are some of the other dungeons in the series, like in the Oracle games. Because in the Oracle games, you didn't get an explanation of what the dungeons were actually for. But in this game, it's like, no, you. this is like an obstacle course. Go. Beat the obstacle course under a certain time, and we'll give you money. And also, you can go rescue Zelda. You can't go rescue Zelda unless you beat the obstacle course. Okay, so you get the keys together, and you go to Vati's house, and you choose a particular door that you want to go through, which I believe sets the sequence of separate levels that you have to go through in progressing through Vati's palace, because Vati's palace is also made up of obstacle courses, and these obstacle courses are similarly aligned to the elements of of the other three stages of the game. And it's only once you get past three sets of stages and three boss fights that you're able to go through and fight Vati himself. Or rather, go through the final set of stages, which is basically a tower in the sky. I think we chose the the longer route when we played. Which one was that? The I, big door. Yeah, we got in. Does that mean that it's longer? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know what they are because we've only done this twice. And the last time was three or four years ago, back when it was originally released on the 3DS. And uh, yeah, so you go through and you fight Vati. And Vati's very amused that you would try to fight him with that rusty, dull sword. And then you gang up on him and completely beat his ass and he's like i can't believe this is happening again and he's sealed inside the sword and then zelda comes down from the sky in some kind of light bubble and she's like good job idiots let's go home and that's the whole story and then you spend the credits killing each other and stealing rupees yes and like hitting fairies with your sword okay <laughs> so uh seems like it's uh, rather uneventful in the grand scheme of things it's like a weekend adventure in the context of the Zelda series. I don't yeah, I mean, you don't even need it to lead into Four Swords Adventures. Well, uh, yeah, Four Swords Adventures is a full standalone thing, and the difference between them is readily apparent when you play it. But, uh, yeah, it's, it, it, we, we can't expect too much out of this. It's a multiplayer mode, though there are, like, some incidental details in it that are interesting. And like what? I think the the stages are actually partially randomly generated. Oh, really? Yes. Huh. That's interesting. So, is, is that a lore thing? Is it? Is it ever explained? Well, I like the obstacle course scenario that you pose. Oh. Yeah, okay. So the fairies are just creating this shit on the fly. Yes. Okay, so this is the first time that we get a multiplayer Zelda game. And it's the first time that we get a link that's split into four parts. It's also the first time that it is suggested, even a little bit, that 
there's like four separate mines that are running around in these Link bodies. I noticed mm. that in the yeah, wh- in the story description, Link basically splits into four separate pieces from the one original one. So instead of the green one being, you know, the canonical Link, they're really saying, no, these all, all four of these are pieces of him. But they also say they are complete copies. So they're both pieces, but also complete. Yes. So you're saying that they're perhaps grown from different aspects of his personality? Uh, is there actually anything canonical to suggest that they have different personalities? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, the closest thing we get to a canon suggestion of that is that there's some official art that shows all of them fighting, but it doesn't actually apply any specific personalities to any specific link. I sort of split it off into three possibilities, and there's, you know, where each link is a different mood or or flavor, and then there's one where they're all exactly the same, and then the one I ended up really liking is that they're all somewhat different because they're the player and it's based on you know each individual player's aggression or greed yeah when we were playing green link was some kind of asshole <laughs> red link threw green link into the lava repeatedly that only happened twice and green link would position himself constantly so that it was impossible for red link to get any treasure chest if it it was ever in doubt for even a second red link had it coming motherfucker god damn it Anyway, uh, four, four Swords is a very, uh, it's a very uh, philosophically difficult game because you will learn to hate each other when you play. It's like when Mario uh, eats the double cherry, but then the original Mario jumps off the cliff, so only the copy is left behind. It, it's, it would be like that if, like, the copy Mario threw original Mario off the cliff. And then took the rupees. Yeah, and does it specifically for the money. Like, if you look at that piece of art that I sent you, uh, there's a Chain Chomp item in this game, hearkening back to Bow Wow from Link's Awakening. And one thing about that Chain Chomp is that it will randomly attack other players. Actually, what is the point of that fucking item? I think it can attack other enemies too, but I only saw it attacking you. Yeah, I think its whole purpose of existing is to be an unstoppable way to knock rupees out of other players so you can pick them up. I like the characterization of this Link as a bunch of little gremlins who fight <laughs> in between each other for no reason that also accidentally are heroes. That seems about right, actually, yes. we Because it's like you have a very good reason to be performing this task and absolutely no reason to ever do anything except for work together flawlessly. Only the great fairies measure how many rupees all of you collected and then... Call one of you the winner. And they give you a medal. They give you a medal. God damn it! They give you a medal, and it sets up this thing where there's like just the barest, tiniest bit of incentive for players to be jackasses to each other. But even that little tiniest incentive is just enough to light the fires of war between people who love each other. It's like capitalism. Uh, Actually, yeah, it's a little bit like Capital. Crystal, have you played? When was the last time you played Four Swords? Two thousand and eleven, when it was released on the DSi. Ooh. Did you play with someone else? No, I played it briefly for five minutes and then turned it off. You know what? That's okay. It's not very fun on your own. Yeah, if you're by yourself, I can't imagine it being very much. Triforce Heroes is okay by yourself, but this game was very much designed to be played exclusively with other people. Do you remember a particular enemy? Um, It's actually right at the top of that piece of official art that I sent you. The armored choo-choo. It's called a hikun. Yeah, the the hikun and the knockin. Yeah. Hikun and knockin? A hikun is this one. Yeah, there's a hikun and a knockin. What's the knockin? Uh, it's, a, it's a bigger one that's green. Oh, was that a boss character? I can't remember. We kind of skipped right to Vadi's palace last night and still managed to get all the story. I posted a page with all the enemies from Vadi's palace. Oh, did you? Let me see. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Hikun and Nakin. Yeah. Nakin's a... How did you kill Nakin? I think you had to hit it and then throw it. Well, let's click through here. Fandom wikis are very good. Um. Yes. Oh, yes. okay. So if you throw it, it will try to glide away, and if it tries to glide, it reveals itself, and then you beat it up with your sword. So you have to throw it at another link. 
But uh, Hikun is a little bit different in that the only way to damage Hikun is for each person to grab one side of it and then to literally pull it apart. And it's actually super horrible looking. It looks like flesh getting stretched to the breaking point. Pulling apart a gummy bear. Yeah, it's kind of like pulling apart a gummy bear. Well, it deserves it. It's a monster. Uh, I mean, I guess it must deserve it, but it's still like the most uh, extreme or grotesque way to kill an enemy in any Zelda game that I can think of off the top of my head. These links are not nice people. No, they got a job. They're evil little gremlins. They're evil little gremlins with a job to do, and they're going to hurt each other on the way there, but by God, they're going to get it done. It's a good thing that there's four of them, because these these monsters and bosses require at least two people at all times. Yeah, which is interesting. It's fun fighting Vati, because it has this flower... Well, Vati kind of steals some mechanics from earlier bosses, where he has this flower that you have to beat the piss out of, and the flower is like the seat of his vitality... And you have to beat it up from two different sides, and each link has a particular side that they have to beat up. And, uh, yeah, there really isn't a whole ton to talk about here in terms of lore for Four Swords. Not, And it's not, like, out of laziness or because we didn't play the game or anything like that. It's like, there's literally just not that much there. Do you want to take some questions? Do we have anything else we can say? We What's... could talk about the number of links involved in the Force... Oh, stories. Oh, the f- four sword stories, or like what? Yeah. So, okay, why don't you tell us what you mean? Well, aside from the links in the Minish Cap and Four Swords and Four Swords Adventures, there's a couple of other links as well mentioned in Sillery. We already talked about the one prior to Four Swords, who may or may not be the Minish Cap hero, but then, and I assume we'll get more into this in the Minish Cap, there's also a link who set up the whole origin, the, the hero of men. Okay. There's initial hero again. So there, uh, you're referring to how this more, this is one of the particular cases where Zelda leans in very hard on the idea of uh, basically boundless antiquity. No matter, because this is set up as like, this is the earliest game in the timeline, but there was another adventure even earlier. Yes, constantly. Huh. Come to think of it, that didn't really occur in Ocarina of Time, where the Master Sword existed, but you're not given any indication of how it was used or if there was a hero who came before the Hero of Time, I think. Yeah, the Hero of Time very much feels like he was intended to be the first Link. And now not only is this earlier, but it implies even earlier Links. That's really a thing for Fujibayashi's games, it feels like. Is this the first one? What? That has a, a prior Link mentioned? Um, I think it is. Yeah, actually. Even the backstory of Link to the Past doesn't actually mention... Wait, did the backstory of Link to the Past mention the hero that wielded the sword? No. No? It did not, no. They were the Knights of Hyrule. It, yeah, but like the Master Sword was forged to fight Ganon. Well, you specifically call this out that they forged the Master Sword, but they could not find a hero worthy of it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's what happens when I forget shit, I guess. Lore developments. Lore developments. Okay, so that's cool. Yeah, Fujibayashi is really big on implying that there's way more history than we ever get to see. Yeah, that's one of the things he does is that nothing has always been, but at the same time, nothing is really new either. These conflicts just echo earlier conflicts, not because conflict is inevitable, but because it just happens and the world is old, and to assume that we are new or unique is the very height of hubris. Looking on the Zelda wiki on the link page, subsection Other Heroes of Hyrule. Oh, God. <laughs> every single one of these comes from a Fujibayashi game. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay, so yeah, that's definitely a thing that comes up particularly when he's directing. Interesting. Okay. Uh, now it reminds me of how they never delivered on Link looking like Ganon in the Breath of the Wild painting. Uh, well, I mean, if... Zelda had the same color palette. She would also look a lot like Ganon. I don't know why he's red, but Zelda's skin is also red in that depiction. They're I, probably regretting that color scheme. Yeah, I think... Well, no, I don't think they actually give a shit. Yeah. But I think implying that Link was somehow linked to Ganon in the 10,000-year-ago time probably wasn't their intention. But boy, did they not hit 
the mark with that one if they didn't want people to theorize super hard about it. That and giving him the the bracers that looked like Gerudo stuff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's one of the big ones. Um, it's oh Monica. Apparently, the Hyrule Historia does uh, distinguish the hero of this backstory from the Minish Cap hero. Oh, so you're right. Okay. Well, we're right. She's right according to the uh, Hyrule Historia. Too many links. It's a lot of links. I will say it's possible that you know the the legend got distorted and then. Body just became, you know, some huge pervert. I also like that idea. Yeah, but I mean, he's actually just some motherfucker who wants to marry Zelda in this game. So that part of the legend seems to be more or less on point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the multiplayer games are weird. And this one is weird in particular because of how outside the norm it is in terms of its norm, uh, in terms of its storytelling. But also, uh, they're all weird in different ways. They they kind of have a very confusing place in canon, sort of. And they really, when you talk about what makes a Zelda game, and you try to talk about items, like there's no Triforce, there's no Master Sword, there's no Hylian Shield. Well, kind of. There's a shield. It's missing a lot of the iconography. But I think um, in terms, like mechanically, there's no real item progression. You're given what you need as you go into a puzzle. And that's true every time you head into a puzzle area. So that's different. But it's also... I guess the weirdness of the multiplayer games isn't really very well illustrated in this one because of its sparsity of storytelling. But in Four Swords Adventures, I'm going to want to have a longer conversation about the place of the Four Sword in pretty much every version of the canon from my fan bullshit to the Hyrule Historia stuff, to the Hyrule Encyclopedia, if we ever manage to get a read of that. This game does have a boomerang. It does. It super does. Why wasn't there a boomerang in Breath of the Wild? There are several boomerangs in Breath of the Wild. What do you mean? That's not the same. It's not the same. I killed a Lizalfos that was already dead, and I took its arm, and I threw it, and it turned out to be a boomerang. I, I accept the beetle as a replacement for the boomerang, but they didn't even have that. It's one of the items they really thought about, right? Yeah, it's one of the ones where they looked at it as a legacy item and they said, well, I mean, we can have it in here, but it doesn't need to be a core part of your tool set because, like, the thing where you see a distant item and you throw the boomerang at it is, like, an old standby, but at the same time, it also doesn't make a whole lot of logical sense outside of the context of a Zelda game. Well, speaking about items, it just occurred to me that there's another lore tidbit from the items so there's an inventory item called the the gnat hat which makes you shrink down oh god oh yeah it's called the gnat hat and that implies that they've forgotten about the picori yeah huh yeah the picori just went away back to their own little world you you you, when you use the gnat hat i don't know if you got far enough to see this particular item crystal um you turn into a two pixel tall version of yourself Mm mm-hmm and you can go through real tiny doorways. And you can t- get big again. On- it's a real mysterious hat. Yeah, it's a real mysterious hat. And uh, Vati's not a person in this one. Vati's some kind of big, horrible eyeball monster with uh, claws and pincers. So, so much time has passed from the Minish Cap that he's lost a sense of self. And the Pokori have, have disappeared into the ether. I think it's really difficult to consider this game a sequel to the Minish Cap, actually, because Vati's like a completely different character. Vati's not all that in the Minish Cap to begin with, so... Okay, well, we'll save... I went there. We'll we'll save that for that episode, I suppose. But, yeah, I think we have effectively reached the end, and it might be question time. Um, Do you have... Okay. Do you have the document open? I do have the document open. Okay. I I took the liberty of copying and pasting some things. I don't know if you have any extras to put on there. I have some extras, but let's read from this one first. Okay. Uh, I don't think that I have any extras, but I can go check. But uh, you go ahead and take the first question, Crystal. Uh, This comes from Tim Garris. Which one is the best? Oh, um, we should probably... I'm assuming Tim means which link is the best. Well, the question, the, the, the post that you put up was, ask me anything about Four Swords. Yeah. Yeah. So... Which link is the best? Uh, the one that I'm playing, and fuck y'all. 
I like the original green flavor. Crystal? I like the blue link. Well, I like blue link. Why do you like the blue link? Blue is my favorite color. That's a good pick. That's a good pick for uh, a favorite link based on color. Blue's also my favorite color, so he'd come in second, I guess. What was Blue's personality in the manga? Oh, there's a manga? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it may just be a four coma collection or something, but I've definitely seen comics of those little gremlins running around. Oh, what personalities do they have? um, Red is aggressive. Um, Okay, that makes sense. Green is courageous. I think purple's actually, like, timid. And one of them's greedy. I don't know. Okay. Or is it purple who's greedy? I don't know. I'm looking it up. Hold on. Well, I mean, it doesn't really matter. That's just not super canon. It's your question. Oh, is it time for me to read a question? No, I mean, you asked what. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, can, can I beg off on the same question? Okay. I'm begging off on that question. So you don't have to look it up on your phone. We're okay. Uh, so, would, yeah. So uh, the one that I'm playing, uh, original green and blue because it's Crystal's favorite color. And I guess usually I'll be playing red because Monica always takes green, even though green's my favorite color. So so the Triforce color. I guess the Triforce colors, yeah. Why is purple the fourth color? I mean, what else would you choose? Gold. Purple's better than yellow. Okay, that's fair. Purple's a good color. It's a strong color. Shall we do the next question? Okay. Yeah? Okay. And this next one comes from Jasmine Marsh. Uh, let's see here. Do the extra links imply three extra timelines or low and alternate dimensions if the regular green link is from the up dimension which link is left down or right color to direction is down low rule i'm not sure i understand this question um, i, I okay, think well, the left dimension is holodrome and the right dimension is labyrinth okay so they're not separate continents they're dimensions that the triforce yes, sends the link. left and right dimension okay that, that the triforce sends link to to save things and that's why there's timeline fuckery because they were separate worlds all along i think it's feasible yeah, the up dimension is power <laughs> the left dimension is wisdom and the right dimension is, is courage and the and the down dimension lower <laughs> uh with, it, lower. with its with its bullshit triforce so they're an entire triforce plus bullshit upside down triforce yeah but I, I think it's reasonable. It's a reasonable theory to say that when Link picks up the four sword, like three other Links warp in. Huh. Well, I mean, like the ending. We talked about this yesterday. Uh, when you uh, beat Vati, Zelda comes in and says, "We have to put your body back together now." And then you do a little sprite merge, and it's like, "Oh, player two has disappeared." And then it's just the green Link left again. So it's like. If they're from different dimensions, is Zelda sending them home or eradicating them? Hopefully the former. Okay. Well, I think that, um, no, it doesn't really imply extra timelines or alternate dimensions to me. uh, Because the explanation that it is one person becoming four people is simple enough that that's how I read it. What's your take, Crystal? I also think it's just one person becoming four people. Yeah. Okay. That's definitely the easiest way to do it. Um... Okay, Monica, why don't you take the next one? This is from Ask Me About Santa Claus Versus the Devil. That's Frankie. What are the sword's distinct names? One sword, two sword, three sword. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Okay. yeah. I think they're all just the four sword. I think they are all just the four sword, but I mean, if you want to count up to four, that's fine. It's like, I can imagine a little four coma where they're asked to name their swords, and one of Link's turns around and goes, one, two, three, four sword! Yeah, okay, we're good. Let's go. And that's how they get named. But yeah, they're all just the four sword. It just occurred to me that if they all wrote their names... (laughs) (laughs) It's just Link, 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 Link. And then they get into arguments about which one's holding the right fucking sword. Or, no, even better, one of them says, oh, no, this isn't mine. This is yours. Here. They are color-coded, though. So It's like, Link, you dropped your fucking sword. No, that's Link's sword. Oh, man. I always get you two mixed up. I wish you could see this, Crystal. Monica is laughing so hard she's fucking crying. This is who we brought onto the podcast. Oh, oh wait. The, the swords have different jewels in their hilts. Yeah, Dude. they're color-coded. They are color-coded, yeah. Yeah. But they would still write their names on them, because else, how are you going to know it's theirs? Oh god, there she goes. Also, Link is colorblind. (laughs) 
Okay, give us a second. She has to calm down. Okay. I, th- I think the next one's yours, Crystal. This comes in from Rawl. If Link pulls the four sword, then one of those Links put one of their four swords back in the pedestal and then pulls it, does that make four more Links? Oh, she's losing her shit again. Yes. Oh, really? What? What? I would have thought maybe no, but I mean, like, are you suggesting that in theory they could just have, like, an entire army of Links running around? Yeah. Well... But- I don't know. But if, like, just one link getting split into four links creates this really um, tumultuous band of gremlins that can barely work together, if they keep splitting into more and more links, is there, like, an information decay where, at the end of it, they're all actively trying to kill each other and throwing each other into pits constantly? Sure. It's just, like, you're cre- it's creating this madness where everyone is constantly running around setting shit on fire and stealing rupees from each other. It's the Mario Cherry thing. Oh. What's your take on this, Crystal? I think if a Link puts his sword back in the pedestal, then they all just combine back. Aww. That would make good sense. Thank you, Crystal. Sweet Jesus. Oh my god. Yeah. I agree. For a second there, we were trapped in a fucking nightmare until you gave us the reasonable way out of it. (laughs) I like the idea that the longer the Links are separated, the more their minds deteriorate and become gremlin-like. Yeah, that, I mean, that's clearly true. We definitely did get worse toward each other the more time we spent playing the game. And that becomes true in every exactly. Zelda title where you play multiplayer. I can't wait till they make the multiplayer uh, sequel to Breath of the Wild. But, yeah, like that thing that you said in, in that one topic thread about the January Direct. God. That, uh-huh. that would be really interesting, I think. Four Swords of the Wild. Four Swords of the Wild. I, I would like to have another multiplayer Zelda game. We should get around to playing Triforce Heroes sometime, and preferably before it's time to do the recording. It's not a very long game. I can't wait to play Triforce Heroes with you guys. Oh, it's it's good. And it, and one thing about Triforce Heroes that kind of sucks is that you can play it with three people or one people, but you can't play it with just two. Huh. Yeah, it's a weird bit of decision-making that they did. Uh, I guess I'll take this next question. This comes from Joel, Guardian of the Universe. Okay, between Excalibur... The Arthurian myth one, not the millions of others named after it. Anduril, the Masamune from Chrono Trigger, and the Sword of Power from He-Man. Which would you consider the best for general purpose sorting? Was it just called the Sword of Power, or did it have a name related to Skull? I don't think um, it had a name. I think it's just the Sword of Power. Okay. Well, you would know with the... Uh, what? No, Shira's sword's different. Oh, okay. It has a crystal in it or something. Okay. So... Okay, I want to hear what you guys think about this particular question. And you first, Crystal. Uh, I gotta go with the Masamune. Why is that? It's killed the most monsters. Okay, that's fair. Um, What's special about Anduril? It's Uh, lineage. Is that a Lord of the Rings sword? Yes, it is. Yes. That is the sword of... Whose sword is that? Aragorn. That's that's Strider's sword. (laughs) I'm staring directly at Monica when I ask this question because she secretly has much more encyclopedic Tolkien knowledge than she lets on. It's just its lineage. It was forged from the shards of Narsil. Is that the one that cut the ring from Sauron's finger? Yes. Okay. So that's that's so that one's a high quality sword. Uh, And Masamune's killed the most monsters, and it gets critical hits like all the time. Yeah. Or is that the Rainbow Sword? Wait, yeah, I'm thinking of the Rainbow Sword. Excalibur sucks. Uh, you didn't do anything with Excalibur. Uh, we'll get back around to it. What do you think, Monica? She-Ra's sword's much better. <laughs> it is- can turn into a lasso. It can turn into, like, a net. It can turn into, like, eight different other things that, you know, plot convenient at the moment. But it's not She-Ra's sword we're talking about. We're talking about the Sword of Power, which gives oh. you the power of Skull. Okay, um... <laughs> Gotta engage with the question. Well, the, the Master Sword and the Four Sword aren't even mentioned here. No, they're not. Okay. Do I have to choose? Yes. <laughs> I'll go with Enduro. Okay. Th- this is one of the special things, Crystal, where if Monica doesn't like any of the options in particular, she'll have nothing sooner than she'll have a legendary sword that she doesn't care about. Um, and in my case, I'm going to actually Cortana's say... a sword, right? Wait, what? Katana is a sword, yeah. Isn't Cortana a sword? Cortana? From Halo. Oh. Yeah. I thought you said Katana. How is Cortana a sword? She's based on the Cortana, also known as the Sword of Mercy, a ceremonial sword used at the coronation of British kings and queens. What? 
What is... Yeah, that's why in Halo 3, Cortana says, I am your sword, I am your shield. Is that is that why she says that? I don't know if that's why she says that. Yeah, it, and Durandal is the sword of Roland, the legendary paladin of Charlemagne in French epic literature. Now, I do know Durandal. He did some shit with that thing. He killed a lot of people with it. But of the ones... Yeah. Of, of the ones... And then Durandal became the Traveler. Oh, uh, this is a destiny thing. I've walked into a destiny thing. Oh. Yeah, let me talk to you about uh, uh, Marathon. I'm going to pick the Excalibur. And the reason that I'm picking the Exc- Excalibur is just a ceremonial sword. He doesn't even do anything with it. The Excalibur was carried into battle a few times. But you're right that it's more of a symbol than it is some kind of magical weapon. The important thing about Excalibur isn't the sword itself for general purpose sorting. It's the sheath, because the sheath is magically enchanted so that so long as you are carrying it, you cannot be struck down in battle. And Arthur losing Excalibur is actually one of the precursors to his death, specifically because he no longer has the sheath to protect him when he goes to war with his son. Okay. So that's the one I would say is most useful for general purpose sorting. That's sheathing. Shut up! Unless you don't count it as being part of like does it, if the scout if the scabbard doesn't come with the sword, then I guess I'll take the sword of power from He Man just so I can be this real huge bar looking dude in bare skin underpants. That's it. Is Excalibur the same sword as the sword in the stone? No, it's not. Okay. At least I don't think so. Who's Uther Pendragon? Uther Pendragon is Arthur's dad. But who, what's he all about? He was a king, and he was also kind of an asshole. Okay. Well, Why? You repeat yourself. Oh. Oh, you... Okay, next question. A certain pastry, Filthion, asks, is the four-sword cursed? Yes. It curses you to be a gremlin the longer you're separated. Yeah, I mean, it's got a magical power, and depending on the person, they may consider it a curse or a blessing. I mean, it's a tool. Tools, yeah... I guess, yeah. Kind of. But you can easily reverse, you know, the, the curse or whatever by returning the sword, so... But what if it's being carried by someone who's an asshole? If Ganon got a hold of the four sword, there would be a fucking problem. Then it is a curse. But if Ganon got hold of anything... How do you know Ganon didn't get a hold of the four sword? Maybe that's how he made Phantom Ganon and Puppet Ganon. So, like, the information decay didn't take multiple... Uh, generations in this case. It's just that Ganon represents such a big thing to copy that all the copies were inherently flawed and uh, subservient to the original. Yeah. What's the fourth Ganon? Uh, there's a fourth Ganon, isn't there? I bet there is. <laughs> <laughs> Can't see Puppet Ganon. Uh, the fourth Ganon's Yuga. Phantom G- Yeah, Yuga. <laughs> okay. Yuga, the most imperfect clone of all. Uh, so uh, I, the answer to this question is I guess kind of. Okay. And okay, next question's I think mine. Yep. This comes from lesbian dumbass disaster bitch idiot fucker Shia Shadanaka. Oh dear. How many swords are there? Ah. Uh... There's four. It's four swords. Yeah. I mean, there's one really, but. I mean, it it turns into four every time you draw it. So I mean, like. Yeah. That's uh, there. That's it. What's the color on the original four sword when it's one sword? Uh, isn't that just the from the title screen four swords aren't there four swords on the title shit there's four of them yeah but when it's in the pedestal can you see the it's green yeah it's green okay okay thank god the definitive answer the definitive answer it's green because link is green that's all there is and there's four swords but one but one so are you satisfied with these answers crystal yeah okay so i also made a question post uh, basically asking people to ask me anything about Vati in particular. Little did I remember what Vati was like in this game when I asked that question. So the first question comes from Jasmine Marsh, and it's actually two questions. Is Vati the source of the eyeballs in Majora's Mask 3D? And what weapon would your OC villain use in their own mystical plot? Those are two very different questions, requiring two very different answers. Well, the source of the eyeballs is Majora. Definitely. 100%. Do you think there's any connection between Majora and Vati? No. One of the designers on this team just really likes eyeballs. I mean, I guess you could maybe theorize that Vati was a member of the ancient tribe. 
But but he was a Picori. Yeah, that as of Minish Cap, that idea has to go out the window. What if the Picori were the ancient tribe? Maybe. The answer's no. Vati didn't. Vati's not behind the eyeballs in Majora's Mask 3D. The Wind Mage did not show up and shove his power into these bosses and make most of them into worse fights. <laughs> Crystal, what weapon would your OC villain use in their own mystical plot? Fists. That's always... Punch, punch villains are cool pretty much every time. Most dangerous. Yeah. What about you? Uh, what are those little floor tacks called? I think... Oh, God, there's a name for those. They're, um... Shit. Those things. The little ninja floor tacks. Yeah, we'll just call them floor tacks, because I cannot remember the name of them to save my life. I could have told you if you didn't ask me. Uh, my OC villain would use lies. That would be their best weapon. Oh. Darn, that's a good one. Yeah. No, seriously, that would, like, in their mystical plot, they would mostly use lies and deceit. So if they got in a fight with Link, they would be like, the sky is red! Well, they'd be like, I'm not your enemy. And Link would be like, oh, okay. Because most Links don't really take the time to, you know, pull these things apart. And Link would just leave. That's dangerous. It's super dangerous. Lying to Link is the most dangerous. I think Ganon ever do that. Yeah, Ganon, uh... Ganon doesn't... Ganon will lie to everyone except for Link for some reason. Like, he lies to everyone in Ocarina of Time. But when Link shows up, he's like, I'm going to tell you the whole plan, because whatever. Well, Zelda's sort of there to go, no, he's lying. Yeah. (laughs) The whole time. True, that's different. But yeah, I would use lies. Um, okay. Next question is, I think it's yours, Monica. Okay. New Year Cat asks, the fuck is a Vati? Uh, he's this guy. Vati's a wind mage who really likes 13-year-old girls. Ooh. I mean, that's what it is. He's got these nice bat wings. And he's got, like, tentacle arms that have snake heads on the end of them, and the snake heads open up and they're flowers. That's just copying another boss. Yeah, I know, but, like, that's still, it's still him. He still has that. It's his weakness. He's got a little crab hand. Yeah, he's got these little crab hand claws, and he's a wind mage, and he's a weird... In this game, he's a huge fucking weirdo. He's he's Darth Vader, basically. Okay. He's a lot like... <laughs> I wish, Crystal, you could see Cam's face. You're gonna you're gonna have to lay that one the Anakin Skywalker comparison out for me a little bit. Well, Ezlo's kind of like Obi Wan, and Vati is Ezlo's apprentice. Yeah. Who turned to the dark side? Okay, this is where I have to reveal. And then took on a different form. I haven't I haven't gotten far enough into Minish Cap to have any real run-ins with Vati. Well, spoilers. And he he used to be a, a human lad who was kind of a jerk, and he. He slaughtered sand people, not just the men, but the women and children, too. God damn it. And he slaughtered them like animals. But the women and children, too. <laughs> what a good line. For, cer- uh, for certain values... episode nine to George Lucas. God, for certain values of the word good, yes, it's a very good line. Oh my fucking God. Let George Lucas direct episode nine. Never. Well, actually, you know what? It, that would actually be pretty fun. After uh, after The Last Jedi was a legitimately good movie that did everything it could to completely shatter the regular status quo of Star Wars and make it so that Episode Nine could be literally anything, it would really be a tonal whiplash of apocalyptic proportions to give it back to Lucas and have him do his thing. So I would almost like to see that just for the experience of watching the new trilogy all in a row and... Like, I guess, breaking my own neck. <laughs> God. Uh, this next one's yours, Crystal. Okay. This comes in from Rawl. Is Vati as a villain an incarnation of Demise's hatred like Ganondorf? Or is he his own villain, so to speak? Hold on a second, Crystal. Before we get into this, what is this, like, sexy Majora's mask lizard girl fan art you sent us? Oh, it's just a picture of uh, what Majora might look like that I liked. Oh, Okay. I, like I was searching it. for a Majora Vati connection, and that came up. Oh, that's cool. It's got sort of a, a stained glass flower motif on the dress. Got that one hip showing. I like it because there's no reason Majora can't be a girl. Well, yeah. I'm not sure about the lizard tail, but otherwise, it's a pretty good design. A demon girl. She's definitely, definitely a demon girl. She's got those Majora eyes, which are horrifying in a regular-looking face. Anyway, sorry. Good uh, fan art. Yeah, good fan art. Good fan art. Uh, what is this person's name? Uh, little wind mage. But is Vati as a villain in incarnation of Demise's hatred like Ganondorf? Um, no. He could be. No? No. You why, think? You, why not? You think he could be? He could be, yeah. Why is that? He's 
a jerk in Hyrule. Is that all it takes? Yes. Hyrule has a lot of jerks in it, and they're not all like apocalyptic world-ending incarnations of, like, manifestations of a curse that's meant to bring down the gods. Well, yes, but he turns into a giant, or he is a giant evil cloud monster thing, and I think that qualifies. This is really getting more into the thing where it's like, are the... Are all monsters from Demise, or can some of them be, like, just themselves? Can Vadi be an asshole without being an incarnation of an ancient curse? I say yes. You don't like the whole curse thing. No, I don't. Well, I definitely don't think that it works in the case of Vati. You could say, like, I don't think he even works as a member of the demon tribe, so to speak, because he's just, he's a peekery. He's just a peekery. Yeah. And people can be assholes without literally being controlled by the devil. That's fair. Or being born from the devil. And that's my take. What's your take on it, you guys? You've heard mine. Crystal? Well, in the backstory of Aminish Cap, all of the monsters in the world were sealed in the bound chest. And then they were let out. And that's the origin of monsters. What? Yes. Yes. Oh my god. It's been a while. Uh-huh. So sometime between Skyward Sword and the Minish Cap, all monsters were sealed in a chest. And did Vati open the chest? Yes. Why open that chest? He thought that's where the um, the light force was. He thought the light force was in the chest alongside all the monsters in the entire world. Sure. Oh, this game sounds really, really doofy. So, but, but do we have an answer? I, I'm going. I, I'm coming down pretty firm. No. What's your take on it, Crystal? I'd probably say no. I'm. I could go either way. Okay. So we're leaning no as a group. Um. A next one from is is it yeah it's my turn from Joel Guardian of the Universe. How do you pronounce Vati? Definitely Vati. Oh, this is on the the wiki page. Oh, is it? How? What were you gonna say, Monica? Oh, definitely Vati. Yeah, I was gonna say that too. So, <clears throat> the pronunciation of Vati's name has been disputed among fans. Some examples would be Vati, Vatai, Vata, or Vate. <laughs> Vate. What? <laughs> the uh, weekly show on Wii's Nintendo channels has confirmed his name is pronounced Vati on its September 29th, 2011 broadcast. Okay, I can pre- I can respect Vata, and Vate is something. What was the one when you said? Vatai? Vatai. Vatai. That don't make no sense. I can get Vatai. Oh, come on. Anyway, Vati. That makes more sense than Vata. No. No. Yes. No. You're overruled. Where's the uh coming from? There's no U in there. It doesn't have to. It can be an I that makes an uh sound. That's not... Vowels are bullshit, Crystal. This definitely makes more sense than Vete. Well, I mean, Vete's so out there I can respect it just on (laughs) principle. This next one, Monica, you can read this one, and I'll try and scroll down so you can... There we go. Moffy asks, Why do you think Vati decided to focus on being a wind mage out of all the other types of magic he can shoot at you? Is it a hobby? Well, I mean, he shoots tornadoes out of his ass. You can only just be so many kinds of mage when you fly around shooting tornadoes out of your ass. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. That's We covered that. It was gameplay first. Yeah, gameplay first. And uh, it, it is, is the way you fight him in Minish Cap also wind-based? I don't remember. I have fought Vati only in this game. I have yet to fight him in either Minish Cap or the Four Swords Adventure. So... That'll be interesting, seeing if there's more wind mechanics tied up in the battle there. Crystal, do you remember? I do not, know. Mysterious. Mysterious. Okay, next one's yours, Crystal. Okay, this comes from Cass Morgan. Uh, what role does Vati serve in the overall mythos of the Zelda series? A variation on the Demise Curse manifesting? Another more threatening Aghanim, or a unique entity? of their own. This is sort of a retread of the earlier question, but the idea of another more threatening Aghanim is interesting because it creates this possibility space where Vati is the uh, is sort of the mouthpiece for a greater evil potentially Ganon, which I don't think is true, but is a cool idea. That's sort of the case in Four Swords Adventures. Kind of. Spoilers. I mean, sort of, but not really. Isn't the thing in Four Swords Adventures that like Vati's sort of the bad guy, but then Ganon shows up and he's like, no, I'm the fucking bad guy. I think Ganon let Vati out. Oh, interesting. But, uh, 
I think uh, probably a unique entity of their own because this Vati in this game doesn't really share the mo of any other villain in the series that I can think of. Yes, he just wants to marry Zelda. <laughs> yeah, he just wants to marry Zelda. Like he's more like Bowser than Ganon. Oh yeah, I was yeah. just thinking that. I was also just thinking <laughs> that he's like Bowser's a Ganon. If Vati from this game showed up in the next Paper Mario, it would make perfect sense. And he's Bowser's a Ganon. The ba- Vati is Bowser in disguise. There we go. I did it. I made it happen. Don't let the silence sit for too long. Monica starts to lose her shit if we uh, are silent after saying something vaguely doofy. <laughs> there she goes. You still there, Crystal? Yeah, we have one more question. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll read this one. And this question comes from Thief of Mind. Why four swords? Why not three or five? Because the Game Boy Advance could link up to four Game Boy Advances together. Was that? And they wanted to use all four of them, but they couldn't do five. Was that the maximum? Yeah. Okay. I never had link cables, so I don't know. Yeah, I never had the opportunity to play with more than one other person on the Game Boy. Actually, we didn't own Game Boy Advances until the DS came out, so I wasn't super familiar with it in the first place. But uh, yeah, uh, having a, it's tempting to go into like four being a special number, but three is a way more special number in Zelda. So yeah, it's just a mechanical thing. It's a mechanical thing, and that's how we end the thing. Like, well, actually, it's because each of the four links represents a region of Termina. Oh, okay. So is purple Ikana Canyon? Uh huh. Good. <laughs> and blue is the ocean. And green is the swamp. Is red? S- and red is snow. The mountain, yeah. Red is the ice dungeon. Red like the spirit of the Goron people. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes sense. I think when it comes down to it, three is a better number to play with. Four is out of control, and that's probably why they limited it down to three for Triforce Heroes. You don't think that it was because of, like, connection concerns? And no. Also, three creates a very... Uh, you're right that out of control is a good way to describe it, because three creates a very manageable tier progression of how you can interact with each other and still manage to solve puzzles. And if there's four layers of complexity, that actually makes things geometrically more complex to interact with because getting people to act together in a coordinated way without being able to talk to each other is sort of nightmarish to start with. Why not five? A five is too many. Five is way too fucking God damn. This, that's, I'm going to feel like a fool when they come out with five swords of the wild, though. Because the Switch can handle five being linked together at the same time, each running their own instance of Hyrule. The five Triforce Musketeers. Oh, they got a musket. What? No. Oh. 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 Yeah, what if Link had a musket? What if Link just had a gun? You know, I get the feeling that this is one of those settings where guns wouldn't be as effective as bomb arrows. Which makes sense. A bomb arrow is a gun. It's basically a gun. Honestly, it's more effective than most guns. If a bomber is more effective than a gun, how tough does that make the monsters in Hyrule? Pretty tough, yeah. Yeah, they're tough. They're tough SOBs. Link can take a bomb arrow, even. Yeah, Link can take a bunch of bomb arrows, actually, depending. Depending on what bow they're being shot out of, and if it's raining. Is that all we have to say on The Legend of Zelda Four Swords? I think we've said too much. Cameron, where can we find you online? You can find me at CamWriter on Twitter. And you can find me at uh, Arcane Crystal on Twitter and on AudioEntropy.com. What's your favorite AudioEntropy.com podcast, Cameron? It's still this one. Okay, how about you, Monica? Uh, I think this one wins by default. She likes Zelda a lot. Okay. And she came onto this as a fan, well, so it feels less conceited when she says it. Well, make sure to check out some other Audio Entropy podcasts, like All Along the Watchtower, uh, the Digital Moncast, uh, Cosmic Call... D-Comedy, Home for Infinite Losers, Let's Place. I'm on that one. Let me tell you about Homestuck. Oh, actually... Uh, Transmission Radio, Totally Reprised. Can I change mine to Let's Let's Place? Because I I do really like the idea of of placing each game, you know, ranking each one objectively. According to quality. Yes. Scientifically. Yes. And um, actually, I think that All Along the Watchtower would probably be a pretty good fit for you. Because it's basically a rewatch lore podcast for the DC animated universe. Oh. Yeah. I do like that. Yeah, right? Okay. That shit could be right up your alley. That might be ha- something you have to look into. Yes. Okay, keep keep stalling while I find a Zelda joke. Monica actually has one, and I haven't okay. I haven't heard it yet. Okay, Monica, take it away. How many links does it take to seal up Vati? Okay. How many? Four too many. <laughs>
you like it? Okay, goodbye. <laughs> okay. <laughs>